Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, is the day that the Lord has made. Amen, amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, and our Redeemer. This is the day that you have made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father, for blessing us, your little children, with another day in the land of the living. Thank you, Father, for life, for health, for strength. Thank you, Father, for food, clothing, shelter, so many things that you do for us and to us and through us. We want to give you all praise. We want to give you all glory and all honor. Father, we appreciate you. Your loving kindness, your generosity, your patience. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You are God and beside you there is none other. We give you all glory from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. May the name of the Lord be praised. Father, again, we ask that you once again forgive us. Lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, sins and iniquities, Father. Some that we are aware of, some that we are not even aware of. Forgive us, Heavenly Father. We repent before you. You have told us in your word that if we try to conceal our sin, we will not prosper. But if we confess and renounce them, we shall obtain mercy. We want your mercy today, Father. We want your mercy. Father, again, we ask that you use us as your instruments, just as a violin player uses a violin or Flute player uses a flute. Father, we ask that you use these earthly vessels to speak to and through and for your people that we may hear what your spirit is saying in these last and evil days. 
Father, we pray that we be not swept away by your fierce wrath. Help us, Father, to obey you. Help us, Father, to hear what the Spirit is saying in these last and evil days. Do these things for us, Heavenly Father. We will forever give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. We have prayed. Let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters here in Kenston, North Carolina. USA, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do uh, thank God for another beautiful day in the land of the living. Uh, we are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Our Heavenly Father made another day and allowed you and me, little you and little me, to experience it. We give him all praise. We give him all glory. We give him all honor. I just want to encourage you under the sound of my voice. I don't know who God has me talking to as he has assured me that there will be names I never know that are listening to this broadcast, faces that I will never see. But he knows your name and he sees your faces. Understand this, my brother or my sister. We are only here. Only in this life, only in this realm, we find ourselves in to worship, to praise and to obey our creator. I want to encourage you, my brother. Many individuals miss out in life for failing to understand that simple reality. Now, God allows us to do all sorts of things, but it's what God wants us to do that we need to be focused in on. Now, God is placing in my spirit now the difference between his perfect will and his permissive will. God's permissive will is what God allows you to do. And he allows me to do. Now, he may want us to do it. He may not want us to do it. But, you know, stealing, killing, lying, cheating, all of this is a part of God's permissive will. God is allowing it. But it's God's perfect will that you and I want to focus in on. That means we are doing what God wants us to do. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we be partakers of God's perfect will. In other words, you and I are doing not only what God has allowed us to do, but you and I are doing what God wants us to do. See, you want the blessings of God? The blessings of God are not just found in the will of God. That's a mistake that people have been making for some time. The blessings of God, because God's got a permissive will and God's got a perfect will. 
permissive will, God will allow people to kill every day. God allows people to, to, to commit crimes every day. And it's a part of his will, his permissive will, but his perfect will. That's where the blessings of God are found. When you and I do just what God wants us to do. When you and I say just what God wants us to say. When you and I go just where God wants us to go. This is when we start operating in the perfect will of God. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we operate more and more in the perfect, good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Not the permissive will. People go to hell, part of God's permissive will. People going to hell is a part of God's will, his permissive will. Now, the scripture says it's not God's will that any should perish. It's not God's perfect will that any should perish. But God allows people to go to hell every day, part of his permissive will. May you and I not concern ourselves with the permissive will of God. May you and I concern ourselves as children of God. What's the perfect will of God? I know God is letting me do this and letting me do that and letting me say this and letting me say that and letting me go here and letting me go there. But God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? That should be our challenge, our goal as children of the Most High God. Children of God, we're going to take a look in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, special focus on verse 20. 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, special focus on verse 20. Apostle Paul writes to the church in Corinth. He said, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Verse 21. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through. Amen. We're going to work from a topic today. Death came through a man. Death came through a man. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, again, Father, we Say thank you. Thank you for being so good to us. Thank you, Father, for being so good through us. Thank you, Father, for being so good around us. We give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. Father, we ask that as we study, show ourselves approved unto you, you will speak. You will continue to lead us, continue to guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Help us, Father. We can not do 
anything without you. But you have told us in your word, we can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens us. We need you, Heavenly Father. We need you. We want you to lead us and to guide us in your paths of righteousness. In this world of sin, Father, we need your power. We need your grace. We need your anointing in these last and evil days. Speak to us, Heavenly Father. Speak through us. Speak for us. That your people, hearing these words, may not hear my words, but Father, may they hear you using this earthly vessel to speak through. Do these things for us, Heavenly Father. We will forever give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. Death came through one man. Anytime you are studying about a person, a place, or a thing, it is always wise, my brother and my sister, to understand the origin or the beginning, the genesis, if you will, of that thing. In other words, things come from somewhere. People come from somewhere. Places come from somewhere. Part of the reason that I, as an African-American, found it compulsory to visit Africa is because as a young boy growing up, my father was a black history teacher, had a master's degree, taught at universities and high schools in the North Jersey area. He constantly and continuously told me about us as African-Americans and how that we were from a continent called Africa and that our ancestors hundreds of years ago were brought over from Africa to Americas as slaves and how we spent 400 and some odd years in slavery in this great country. He constantly talked to me about where we were from as a people. Now understand something, if you don't know where you come from, a lot of times you won't know where you're going. A lot of times you won't even know where you are. See, as African-Americans, we're not from America. Even our white brothers and sisters who have so eloquently taken over this country, they're not from here. You know, it was our Indian brothers and sisters, Native Americans that were here, thriving for thousands and thousands of years, 
our white brothers and sisters were for the most part in different parts of Europe, but they got together, fixed them up some boats and sailed across the ocean. And they found this great big spacious land of North America. And in essence said, it is our manifest destiny. In other words, it is our destiny to take this land. If we have to remove the Indians, so be it. If we have to get blacks from Africa to work it, so be it. Our white brothers and sisters saw this great land of the Americans and of Americas and said, we have got to take it. We have got to have it. And sure enough today, you know, very few of the Native American Indians in this great country, you know, African-Americans, we make up about one-tenth of the population. For the most part, our white brothers and sisters took this great country. It's important to know the origins of people, of places, and of things. Well, as we look at the scriptures, it's important to understand the origins of death. You see, death is something that you and I are faced with every day of our lives. You and I are careful doing certain things because we don't want to experience death. Well, it's important to understand death. God even gives wisdom and instructions for you and for me concerning death. God gives instructions concerning in regards to eternal life. God gives instructions regarding marriage. God gives instructions regarding finances. You are not, this is why the Bible tells you and tells me to acknowledge God in all of our ways and he will direct our paths. Why? Because whatever it is in this life or in the next life, God has instructions concerning that. Death. How and where did this thing called death come from? What is this thing called death? Bible says death came through one man. Well, what happened? What what is it that allowed this this terrible thing called death to get into humanity because understand this my brother understand this my sister god never intended for death to get into humanity it's it's much like now what the lord is flashing in my spirit now uh as a parent maybe you have some poison in your house some rat poison poison that is used to kill rats or to keep mice or to kill mice. Well, you never intend for your children to be drinking it or eating it because that poison the mice. You want to kill the mice or the rats. You don't want to kill 
your children. So then you put it in a place that the children can't get to it. You secure the lid on it so that it's not cannot be open bodily. You you go through precautions so that your children whom you love cannot get to the rat poison, much like God did with death. God made the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, put it in the middle of the garden, but he, he was very careful to tell Adam, of all the trees in the garden, thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou may not eat of it. For in the day that thou eat of it, you will surely die. Now, for a while, Adam obeyed that instruction. But one day, he decided he would no longer obey. There's some of you under the sound of my voice. For, for a while, a long time, you've been obeying God's instructions regarding some things. And then, then all of a sudden, the devil jumped in and convinced you to no longer obey. That's your choice. That's what Adam did. Adam obeyed God for a long time. We don't know how long it was. Nobody was getting old. Nobody was dying. As long as Adam was obeying God and not eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God just kept blessing Adam, just kept blessing Adam, just kept blessing Adam. But one day, sin got into Adam's mind and he decided I don't have to listen to God in regards to that. Some of you, some of you understand my voice. Things that God been telling you for years, you've been obeying and been blessing. Then the adversary jump in your mind. Tell you, I don't need to obey. I don't need to do that anymore. Well, adversary jumped in Adam's mind. Told him, he can eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God, God been saying for a how we don't know how long. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Well, you all know the story just like I do. One day Adam ate. And immediately his eyes came open. Now understand this now because... God sees death differently than you and I see death. We think of death as human beings. Our spirit has gone out of our body, and now our body and, and our soul has gone out of our body. Now just our body is in the casket. You can't talk, can't see. Can't. That's how you and I see death. God sees death a little differently. God sees death as a separation from him. Adam ate, God told Adam in the day that you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. Adam ate. His eyes came open, but he walked around for another thousand years. Well, did God lie? No. It's impossible for God to lie. What happened, the death that God was talking about was a little different than the death that you and I think of. 
And see, this is why it's important for you and me to become more like God. See, because there'll be things God will be saying, but if we're thinking of them the wrong way, then even though God said it and, and, and it's true, because we see things a different way, we may be thinking, well, it didn't come true or it's not true. We understand. You know, God told Adam in the day that you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. Adam hauled off and bit. Didn't die like we think die. But his eyes came open. There was a separation between him and God. And that's what God was talking about. See, until we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, you and me are walking dead. Now, I know there's a television program here in the United States called The Walking Dead. That's what we are. That's what men and women are that have not yet accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. They're, they're alive physically, but they are dead spiritually. My prayer for each one of us, may we not only be alive physically, but may we be alive spiritually through our faith in God's only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who truly lived, bled, suffered, and died rose again from the dead, ascended on high, and is coming again. Death came through one man, Adam. All the sins that, that you and I are seeing in this life, and we turn our news on, people stealing, people killing, uh, people blowing up things, and, and raping, robbing, all of this came through. One man. Death came through one man because our great ancestor Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. All this sin is in humanity. All this death is in humanity every day. Thousands upon thousands, maybe millions, I don't know, of people die as a result of one man's sin. Death came through one man. Are you wondering, well, well, why do people commit this sin? Or why do people have to die like this? Or why do one man's sin? So understand, my brother, understand, my sister, you make a difference. Same way our great ancestor Adam made a difference throughout all humanity. You make a difference. I make a difference. See, you and I can either be used as instruments of great good, or you and I can be used as instruments of great evil. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice, may we be used as instruments for great good. May God use us to do and to say and to purpose and to plan great things in the mighty name of Jesus. We see one man. We see just one man here, not an army of men, 
not a commission of men, not a council of men, one man, death, came to all men and all women through one man. a great ancestor, Adam. But now, so one man brought a whole lot of terrible things into humanity, but God wants to let you and I know because, and understand this, and the Lord is placing this in my spirit now. God is a God of balance. He's a God of balance. One of the ways that God operates is he likes to balance things. There's good in the world, but then there's evil in the world. There's right in the world. There's wrong in the world. Look at how he created our physical bodies. We have a right side. We have a left side. We have a right leg. We have a Left leg. God is a God of balance. Seed time, as the Bible says in Genesis, as long as the earth remains. Seed time and harvest. Cold and heat. Summer and winter. God is a God of balance. Now, if God allowed death to come through one man. And God is truly a God of balance. Then God ought to allow, if God allowed something very terrible to come through one man, then God too will allow something very, very spectacular to come through one man. The man Jesus Christ. Death came through Adam, the resurrection of the dead comes through Jesus Christ. The question is, my brother and my sister, will you and I be found having been only have received what Adam did? Or will you and I be found to receive what Christ did? My prayer for every so my voice. May we receive, may we accept what Christ did. See, we don't really have to do anything to receive what Adam did. Just be born. But in order to receive what Christ did, we must confess with our mouth, believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus and that God has raised him from the dead and we can receive the resurrection of the dead that comes through faith in God's only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Look at our scripture. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. Now, this is this is very important, my brother and my sister, because this is the premise of our salvation, that Jesus Christ, he came in the likeness of sinful man. In other words, he came, looked a lot like me, looked a lot like you, 
He lived, he bled, he suffered, he died, he rose again from the dead, he ascended on high, and he is coming again. This is why, my brother and my sister, our hope is built on Jesus' blood, on righteousness, faith in Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. This is not, for Christians, this is not up for debate. This is not up for discussion. This is what we know. Christ is the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. Now, now this is a this is a term often used by the apostle Paul, who had a revelation concerning death. That for us as Christians, it wasn't so much death, or as it was, we just fall asleep. You know, to be present in, in the body like we are, we are absent from the Lord. But to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. This is a state that you and I should be looking forward to. Because in the Lord's presence, there'll be no more weeping, no more crying, no more pain. The former order of things will be passed away and behold, all things will become new. Paul said the first fruits, Jesus Christ was the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Now, when you talk about first fruit, you're talking about an offering that was given in the Old Testament. You know, if you receive, if you harvest your grain or your corn, or you brought the first part to the Lord. You know, since many of us are not farmers today and many of us are not you know, operating with these types of substances, often we're looking at our money. We make money on our job. First first part needs to go to the work of the Lord. This is a show of appreciation for the creator because without God, you wouldn't have that job. It's amazing. Some people, you know, uh, without God, we wouldn't have health. We wouldn't have life. We wouldn't have without God. We wouldn't have anything. So we want to to show God our appreciation with a first fruit offering. Now, Jesus was looked at as a first fruit offering of those who have fallen asleep. In other words, people that have died and Jesus died and was raised to life. He was he showed that. All the rest of you all that have that have died in the Lord, you too will be raised to life. Jesus was just the first fruit offering. He was first, first one. Came back, glorified body, rose from the dead. That was an example for all the rest of us or those who have died in Christ that we too will be resurrected from the dead. Look at what Paul writes, verse 21. For since death came through one man, as we talked about, Adam, the resurrection of the dead comes also through one man. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be right for God to let one man 
to bring all this death into humanity, then it take a thousand men to get death out of humanity. No, one man brought death in, one man can bring death out. His name was Jesus. His name was Jesus Christ. For as in Adam, look at what the Bible says, all die. Now you 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 stay in 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 your Adam state. You say, Apostle, what is that? Just keep on going, just like you're going, without accepting Jesus, without being born again, without faith in God. Just keep keep right on in your Adam in your Adam state, and you're going to die. But if we acknowledge Christ, if we accept Christ while we are still in our Adam or our natural life, so in Christ all will be made alive. If you accept Christ, if you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you will be made alive. You say, Apostle, I'm already alive. Not if you have not accepted Jesus Christ. You are alive physically, but you are dead spiritually. If you and I accept Jesus Christ, we will be made alive spiritually. This is where the real life takes place. This is where the real blessings of God takes place. This is when human beings are able to be reconnected with their creator. Listen. Until we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we are disconnected from our creator. But once we hook up with Christ, who is hooked up with God, we too will be hooked up with God. We got to hook up with Christ, who is hooked up with God, and we too will be hooked up with God. In Christ. Most important decision that you and I will ever make to get hooked up with Christ, who is hooked up with God. So in Christ, all will be made alive, all will be reconnected with our Heavenly Father. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we get and remain hooked up with Christ, who in turn will hook you and me up with God. Now, what's in my spirit are is a choo-choo train. Engine of a choo-choo train may be standing alone. And you may have a car behind the engine that is disconnected from the engine. You know. Uh, but then that that car gets connected. Let's say that the engine and this one car are connected. These two are connected. Well, and all the other cars are disconnected. All the other cars represent us in humanity. The engine represents God. That car that's hooked up to the engine represents Christ. And we are disconnected. Well, once we hook up with 
Christ. We are all these other cars. We hook up with Christ. We automatically get hooked up with the engine because Christ is hooked up with God. That engine is hooked up with that first car. And that first car represents our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So when we hook up with that first car, we automatically get hooked up with the engine. My prayer for you, my brother, my prayer for you, my sister. May you and I get and remain hooked up with Christ, who in turn will hook us up with our creator. Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? We don't need to be afraid of death as children of God. Because just as death could not hold our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, down, death will not hold you and me down when we have our faith firmly planted in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Death came through one man. Yeah, that was in Adam. But look at what the Bible says. Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. Now, if you don't believe Christ was raised from the dead, then you shouldn't be believing that you are going to be raised from the dead. But you and I, as children of God, we know that Christ was raised from the dead. Then we need to know as well that we, too, will be raised from the dead. So I want to encourage you, child of God, you know, we should be becoming less and less afraid of death the bible doesn't say that jesus christ was afraid of death you'll never find it even though jesus knew he was going to die knew he was going to be hung on the cross the scripture doesn't say anywhere that jesus was afraid he knew he knew he had to go through something unpleasant but he wasn't afraid jesus knew he had power over death Jesus was the maker of death. You say, Apostle, how is that? The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. God is the one that made death. God made it. God has power over it. And that's why we need to be connected with God because when we get connected with God, we too have power through and by our faith in Jesus Christ over death. We don't need to be afraid, my brother. We don't need to be afraid, my sister. Christ has been indeed raised from the dead. What do we need to understand? We too going to be raised from the dead. Christ was the first fruits, you know, of those who have fallen asleep or those who have died in the natural. Christ was the first one to rose. Well, we too, we, we're following Christ. In life, we're following Christ. In falling asleep. So same way Christ had to die and then rose again from the dead, then we too, we're following Christ. We too going to have to die and be raised from the dead. We, we're following Christ. That's what Christian means, follower of Christ. Since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also 
comes through a man. So we don't want to get caught up in the death that comes through a man. We want to get caught up in the resurrection that came through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Death came through a man, through one man. That is correct. But resurrection from the dead also comes through one man, Jesus Christ, our Lord. No other name under heaven or earth by which men can be saved than at the name of Jesus Christ. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we place and keep our faith firmly in him. Our Lord, our Savior, our shield, our buckler, our strength, our redeemer, our very present help in times of trouble. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has power over death. Not death has power over Jesus. Jesus Christ overcame death. Not death overcame Jesus. Well, all of these things we understand are true. And we have that same power at work within us. We too have that surpassingly great power at work within us. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Ephesians 3 and 20. God is able to do exceedingly more abundantly than all that we even ask or even imagine according to his surpassingly great power that is at work within us powers in you my brother the powers in me may god bless you children of god may heaven continue to smile on each of you this is apostle robert bryant pastor of the christian center church worldwide headquarters kinston north carolina usa signing out Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.